are listening to Tomes of the Chaos Bard. Welcome back, listeners. Here we are, ready for the intrigue. I'm DM Dave, and to my left we have... Enli. Woodrow. Lila Garasa. Roscoe. And Fenrir. And our special guest summary is Lila. What did what happened last time? Oh, what happened last time? Well, we talked a lot. We came back down um, to the hollow with our, our lovely little guest there. Uh, he's still hogtied, from what I understand. At least his arms are hogtied, so I don't know if we had to actually carry him or not. Udro probably did on his back. I wasn't paying much attention. Um, and then we went and checked in with uh, Bossman Balmerin there to see what was going on, what was going down, and where to uh, stash our uh, guest. Now that scum Mendrick came in and busted in thinking he owns the place and said something about... Owning that mine soon that we've been hauling ore down from, as well as he might actually own the hollow soon. Garatha was not very pleased about that because uh, nobody owns another man, she said, or woman in our case. And uh, then uh, we went out. I went to talk to that the uh, Henley and see what was going on. We decided that we needed to distract uh, Mendrick while the... Prisoner was uh, getting a talking to there, and uh, now we're going to Colin's place, and uh, Henley asked about our lovely little past and why there are two of us here, and I guess we're going to fill her in on that. Awesome. That was great. So just to get a point on where everybody's located right now. So Lila, Henley, and Boudreaux, you're off to the tavern, correct? That's correct. Mm-hmm. Roscoe, you are chilling in the front door of the office house. Yes, sir. Okay, and Fenrir, you're inside the office house, right? Yes. And Bellerin said they didn't necessarily want to start the investigation until Jakars got back, which was hopefully within an hour or two. There's also a guard inside the room and outside the room and under the window and on the roof. (laughs) Wow. I don't remember the roof one, but did we send a runner for that? (laughs) Yeah, who did you go get there, Roscoe? Roberto. Our Ricardo's up at the gate. <laughs> Roberto. No, Ricardo's at the gate. Roberto's on the roof. Come oh, on. Okay, sorry, my bad. They're they're twins. So we're uh, we're in the tavern. Where are we going to start, DM? Okay, I think we'll start with Fenrir. Okay. If that's okay. Yep. Okay. So it is you. It is you with Bellerin, and there's also a man there named Lenny. He's a he's a human man, human male. That he's tall, really lanky. He has shicked sides, shicked sides of the hair, so he's like kind of bald on the side of his head, with like that long hair cut like a mohawk, but it's flopped down onto one side with the long bangs, long bangs, and he has two short swords on his side. Okay, so it's Lenny, Bellerin, and myself. Correct. Ugh, Lenny. Hey, Bellerin, <laughs> is it okay if I take take the first guard inside the inside the prison with Oscar? Um, I don't see why not. Cool. Let you in there, Lenny. Opens the door. Let you in there. Shuts the door. 
Is there, is it like a wood door? Is there like bars? Can they hear? It's a wood door. So you couldn't, they can't see into the room. Okay. So the door is solid wood. The, there's a window. So you walk right in and directly in front of you is where the, the window is. But the window is barred. But you can see through the window. And you see Oscar there. He's still tied up. Arms tied, pretty much tied in front of his, in front of him. But he can walk around and stuff. He's just kind of sitting on the bed, laying on the bed. Hey, Oscar. Oh, hey. Were, did you help um, protect the plateau from our scouts? Oh, I guess, I guess now we're starting the interrogation. No, 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 look, no, no. I, look, I, you know, it, yes, we, I, I was involved in, in that. I just, you can tell he's kind of like, oh, crap, I'm in a big heap of trouble here. Mm. I just, you know, it, it was just a job, you know, and I just, just a job to get, you know, to earn some money. Um, things got a little out of hand. I, I, but I didn't, I didn't mean to hurt anybody. Right, right. No, I get that. I mean, it's a lot of people fall on hard times, right? They've got to, you know, it's, you got to earn, earn a wage, however, however you can. And, you know, you were hired to do, do you know who, like, who hired you? No, I've only, you know, I, I've lived on the streets my whole life. So, you know, when this opportunity came to, make a little extra money than pit pocketing people. Like I took a, I took a job at, I've only been maybe with this group with Jeff for maybe about four months. Gotcha. How did he recruit you? He's just like, Hey, you, you want a job? Oh, wh- where like, are you? Where are you from? I'm from Avalon. Oh, Avalon. Do you know anything about the Glomquest family? I've heard the name before. They're pretty much all dead now. Hmm. Okay, so Jeff kind of pulled you up out of Avalon, and you guys made your way down here. Yeah, he he brought us brought us up this direction and told us to watch the lift. Gotcha. Make sure nobody used it until until we were told not told to. Any idea who Jeff worked for? No, I wasn't really. I guess I was still in my trial run. With the, with this job to see if I was cut out to be part of the gang, you know. Right. But no, I I I don't know. Well, you're the only one that survived, so you must be pretty cut out for the job. Yeah, yeah, well, I hope they see it that way. Right. Do you have any other information? If you can, it. I just want to get out of here. Hey, I don't want I don't want to go to jail. I've been there too many times as it is. I just want to, you know, maybe, maybe we could help each other out here. Like I could, I could get you some information about, about this, but then, then you let me go. So how high up is this room? This room is probably about eight feet tall. Okay. And then the window is probably about seven feet. Okay. So seven feet tall room. How is it like first floor, second floor? Oh, it does. It's a one level. One level. So it's just kind of outside. Mm -hmm. You could probably assume since there is a pitch out there, there probably is an attic, but it's not used as a room, if that makes sense. Mm. So like a normal house, you have an attic, but a lot of times it's not an actual room. It's just insulation on top. That's kind of how this place is. Okay. How tall is Oscar? Oscar 
is a human male, and he's he's about six feet. It all depends on what information you can give me. If the information can lead to finding out who Jeff was working for, I'll put in a good word and try to get you out of here without any jail time. Roll me a persuasion check to see if he'll agree to telling you the information first. You would use your your charisma, and if and if you're proficient in it, then you would add your proficiency bonus to it. Got it. Fourteen. Fourteen. Okay. He's like, there's more bandits out there. They've been causing problems in the mines. And I can show you where they're at. I can show you where their hideout is. But I but when I when I show you, then you let me go. Because I I just want to get out of here. I gotta take this back. You're gonna have a Dragonborn and Bellerin come in here. They're the ones that, that make a lot of the decisions. Um I'll reiterate to them what what you said to us, but I mean that sounds that sounds relevant and good to me. I mean that we can kind of let you go. You're not going to warn them in any way, right? No, I like it. Just between you and me, like I just want out of this. Like maybe maybe I could turn over a new leaf now, you know? Become a better person. Right. Can I roll a roll an inside check? Mhm. 7. You're kind of taking him at his word. Would you go with us to Avalon? I mean, I could, yeah. But I just want to get out of here. Like, if they find out that I, if they find out that I turned you guys in, like that could be my head. Right. Do you know of anybody in town who's also part of this bandit gang? No. the The only contact that I knew was was Jeff, and well. Right. So, do you think they're going to come after you, knowing that you're here? I don't even know if the other guys know that we. I mean, they might. But they were kind of in a in a different place. They were more towards the the mines, messing with messing with those down there. Mm. Exactly what I don't know. It's this is kind of my first job out, up there. I don't know what they were doing exactly. Okay, I will. You'll probably have to tell the story again to Drakaris and Bellerin, but I'll reiterate that you more or less want to help us. You'll have my back, right? Like that. That's part of our deal. That that I'd be free if I told if I if I told you this. Uh, I'm not in charge here, so maybe. Yeah, whatever. I'm not in charge here, but I, I definitely feel like I have some clout here. You know, I can definitely report back to Bellerin, and I will do everything in my power to make sure that you are set free, even if that means that I have to set you free myself. And that's being serious, right? Yeah, I'm, okay. the, I'm like, yeah, I'm like dead okay. serious. Like, I am being like, yes, okay. like I'm dead Zeb's serious. His characters don't lie that way. No, his characters <laughs> don't, and that's what I love about him. Okay. Okay. I got your word. Okay. I will I will be helpful in any way I can. Okay. I'm gonna sit down and I'm gonna pull out my viol and just start <clears throat> just start playing. Okay. Just little melodies. What are you playing? Is it one of those sad songs? Like at the reins of Castamere? He has no idea what that is. He should. <laughs> Play me a song on the viol man. <laughs> I'm playing the viol man. <laughs> he loves it. It's one of his favorite songs. <laughs> him and his buddies used to sing it at the bars all the time. <clears throat> at the taverns. Can I hear him singing from out front? You can hear him singing. Oh, great. Are you singing or are you just playing it? 
he's playing it. I think the other it. guy is singing. Is, is yeah. that what you just said? Yeah, Oscar's singing it. Oscar's Aww, singing it. Look at you, it's Bond. <laughs> I'm just sitting, sitting out front. Is he any good? <laughs> no, he's horrible. Oh. Tone deaf. He's he's definitely one that sung karaoke <laughs> and was horrible at it. Okay, is Roscoe doing anything? Just yeah, kind of I'm sitting out, it? bobbing my head, listening to the tongue. Well, this is a good one. <laughs> awesome. Okay, waiting for. Jakaris to show He's up. Drinking the last of his peach stuff. Oh no, that's gone. It's gone. <laughs> I gotta make a new batch. I'll say it. Sounds good. Okay, going to the tavern. Henley, Boudreaux, Lila. So in the tavern, Collins, of course, there. There's a few of the refugees there. Willow's already there, enjoying himself. You walk in there and you see the couple Thanic and Farja. They're the dwarven couple, couple. there. Um, you also see a couple other people that you would recognize in there. They're all enjoying themselves. The meals that they're eating isn't necessarily big because now things are being rationed a little bit because supplies haven't come in lately. But everybody seems in really good spirits. Everybody's happy that the lifts work now. You get a few people coming up and be like, oh, yeah, so glad that it, it worked. Okay. And action. What do you guys do? So I'm going to see the dwarven couple and I'm going to give that same fist bowed head salute to them. Um, kind of what Garatha does. I'm assuming she probably pulls it probably more from the orc, but it's it's kind of known between the orcs mm. and the dwarves that are close there together is just a kind of salutations and respect that way. Um, and then... And they, they return it. Awesome. And then I'm going to be in the middle of telling... Probably Henley, because we're walking in about how we're bonded. Oh my goodness, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go sit by Willow. You guys have fun, okay? <laughs> sit down by Willow. Okay. This is a touchy subject for him. He's not very happy about it. I mean, we we weren't either, to be honest. Um, so there are two of us here. Um, there's me that you see mostly here. Lila is a very t- chatty and talkative, very sweet person that I am. And then I have uh, a body partner, or um, I like to think of her more as like a, a motherly type. Her name's Garatha. Uh, she's uh, from from the hills over there, at orc and dwarven heritage there, honey. And uh, we were traveling together with some of our other companions there, and uh, somehow in a fight got hurt and got bonded here from, from a wish bill gone wrong. That's um, it's that, a lot. That's a lot to digest, but I think I understand a little bit better now. Yeah, there, there are two of us here. They're very distinct personalities, but never, never dull moment, never lonely. That's for sure. I can only imagine. Anyways, uh, do you have any other questions about that? Boudreaux, if you want to come back, the store's over. I gave her the, the shortened version if you want to. You said what? I said I gave her the short version, honey. You can come back over here if you want. No, no, no. It's good. All right. You, you sit with Willow. Willow and his kale over there stuffed in his trousers like nobody sees it. Look, listen. Hmm? <laughs> you enjoy the munching. damn sugar. <laughs> <laughs> little rabbit. <laughs> and like I was telling you, Willow, if you just add a little bit of this spice, you're going to see that flavor just 
spice through the roof. You're gonna love it. No, 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 no. The last time you gave me some of that spice, my tongue almost fell out of my mouth. That's the I, point. I am not touching that stuff. It tastes so good. It's more about the flavor. Yeah, but you, you ate it too fast. You just don't have any taste buds to taste anything. No. That's why you eat everything. No, you should make it. You should listen to me. I'm gonna make you some soup sometime. I'm gonna make you some jambalaya, and it's gonna taste so good. Your tongue will stay in your mouth. You can get more. Yeah? Honey, you talk about jambalaya over there again. <laughs> Every time. Oh, next time that you make that, make sure you invite me over. You know it's my favorite. Well, I don't know. Come on, honey. I've, <sighs> I've never had You can jambalaya. have my bowl. Oh, thank you, Willow. You're welcome. You know, I can add kale. It would taste so good with kale. Maybe. Kale's fine by itself. You try and you try and fix things that don't need to be fixed. Now, Henley, if you haven't noticed that they like to argue. This one there, he likes the kale a lot. The other one, not, not so much. I can't say I like kale. Mm, not very many people do, but that little gnome there loves the stuff. Yum, 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 yum. <laughs> but uh, who else do we see there? Do we see... <laughs> do we see Mendrick at all? Mendrick is not there, no. Okay, so I'm going to um, suggest to Henley that we probably ask Colin to see if he's seen him at all. So with um, that suggestion, I will say, Colin. Oh, yes, yes, young ranger. I'll walk up a little closer. Have you seen Mendrick around? <laughs> Mendrick? He wouldn't be caught dead in this place. <laughs> Well, that's unfortunate. It's quite lively in here. Yeah, I think he doesn't like the atmosphere. I mean, I personally love all these people here, love to entertain and enjoy each other's company, but I think he's, he's you know, he's more of a private man. He's more like a weirdo. Well, where, where does he normally go? Oh, he's got a tent set up down, north, down near the excavation sites. Okay. Big tent. Couldn't miss it? Mm, no. Okay. One of the only tents that have a fire inside. It's pretty fancy. Oh, Those wow. Lodges. Not in my world. The- <laughs> <laughs> this is a special tent. <laughs> Thank you, Colin. Yes, yes, you're welcome. Oh, oh, oh. oh. Where's that? Where's that Roscoe fella? Oh, he is on patrol. Oh. Man, I was hoping he could help me make the Rowdy Roscoe Delight. People love it here. Uh, it sounds delectable. Oh, yeah, the main dish is potatoes. I know he hates potatoes, but man, can he cook potatoes. Mm. I mean, most of them can. It sounds really good. <laughs> you, you go find him, and I'll get all the supplies ready, and then he'll make a bunch for everyone. I... I don't know. I think what he's doing right now is he won't, he'll say, no, he needs to do his mm, job. Yes. He is very dutiful, that young halfling. I can. Yeah. As you salute. <laughs> yeah. For all the listeners, he did salute while saying <laughs> dutiful. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Um, I'll go to Lila. He said that Mendrick is kind of. A private person and likes to hang out in his quarters, a tent, by the excavation sites. I don't know that he's much as a private person as much as people don't like him either. But I agree. 
Boudreaux, did you want to say something over there, honey? Don't shake your hand like that. Just say it. <laughs> so then I walk up to these guys, okay. these two, and I go, now I know you breaking. <laughs> Let me in on this, all right? Oh, honey, you can be involved in any of that if you want to. If you can be quiet. I'll be quiet as a mouse. But that is not his strong suit, sugar. Not, but let's be honest, that is mine. Let's, mm-hmm. If not, I'm a really good distraction. <gasps> that he is. Two distractions. Better Let's my chances. This. But we did say we'd wait for Fenrir. Well, wouldn't help to, or wouldn't hurt to scouting it out, would it? Let's just go no. scout it out. Okay. I think you'd be quiet enough to scout things out with us so we can get this uh this prank underway properly. Oh girl, I'm, I'd do anything to prank that man. <laughs> <laughs> now, but sugar, first, uh Garatha really would like you to clean under your nails. Just, just a little bit. It's, it's, it's so far back. It just, I just really would like her to shut up about it. <laughs> he just gives you a weird look, kind of pulls away, and it's just like nods his head lightly. It doesn't bother me. Doesn't bother me. But Garatha's been firm on this since about day one of our trip, and she, I really would like the complaint and stop it. All right, now listen. You think it's unnatural that I have dirt underneath my nail? I didn't but say there is something that. unnatural about you, and I don't say nothing about it. <laughs> she does have a point. All right, Henley, you, you can do this thing with it without me. That, that's completely up to you, but uh, Boudreaux here, honey. That was rude. Let's get going, Henley. Yes, ma'am. Are you following him, Boudreaux? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm following them. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, yeah. So we'll be walking down, and I'm going to launch into one of my stories. It's like, honey, did you ever tell you about my pet moose back there in the, the grove? Let me tell you about my pet moose. Okay, so that story's going on. Telling you how pretty the moose was and everything. Anyways, going back in there, you see a lot of um, kind of makeshift um, houses. They're not very well um, blocked off from the wind. A lot of the houses... Temporary houses are made out of old carts that they wheeled down. It's kind of rugged. There's a few fabric tents up there. They are excavating into the canyon wall to build more um, shelter down there for people who want to make this a permanent home. And as you guys make your want, it's obvious on where Mandrick is set up. His tent is very flashy. You can see a light flickering from inside, and you can see smoke coming out of the center of his of his tent. As you guys get draw closer, you do see two people standing out front of it, a dwarf and a human. Do we recognize either one of them? Um, you guys would know. Henley necessarily wouldn't, but Boudreaux and Lila, you would know this is kind of Mendrick's personal guard. Okay. They kind of sit there making sure people stay out of his stuff. Are they friendly? Do they, or are they just like kind of there? Don't talk to anybody. Don't make friends. Right. This is their job and that's it. So it's not like I can say, Hey Henry, how's it going? Yeah, no, they're pretty to themselves as well. They really don't move from where they're at. You can tell they're kind of like, this sucks, but whatever. I'm getting paid for it. <clears throat> it's an easy job. I'm well, um, Talk to Lila really quick. Mm-hmm. Um, 
didn't realize that he had guards here. That makes things a little difficult. But um, I kind of want to go in and talk to Mendrick, but also kind of scout out, see if there's any other way we can get in here. I mean, you can if you want. He won't see me. He doesn't like much me. But he doesn't you- know much about me. Maybe I can glean some other information from him. You'll have to ask those gods first. He might be in the middle of some business. He's attended to. Uh, it won't hurt to try. I will go up to the guards. And stop like at an appropriate pace back so it knows like I'm not a threat. Yeah. As they see you approaching, they kind of... Because they were kind of just sitting down, just surveying. And as you approach, they both stand up and not... put Kind of put their hands on their swords, you know. Um, I would like to talk to Mendrick, please. What do you want to talk to him about? Well, he kind of came in unannounced to a... We were giving information to Bellerin, and I just... I don't know much about him. I'd really like to talk with him. You see, the the dwarf is the one that talked. He kind of looks at the human and the and nods, sends the human inside the human comes out and he's like he's not he's not seeing anybody right now really okay like she kind of kicks her foot a little bit i i really wanted to talk to him but i i guess is there another time i can come back probably probably tomorrow i guess can't you ask him it's like kind of pulling a little like Go and ask him, please, when I can speak with him. And he kind of, the human, like, kind of looks at the dwarf. And the dwarf, like, gives him that look of, like, no. (laughs) (laughs) No, no. You'll have to come back later. But when? I need a specific time. I am busy. You can come back tomorrow. The dwarf speaks up. What time? He normally wakes up. Around 8 o'clock. And he won't be busy then? You never know with Mendrick. Then can you please put me on his schedule? What do I look like, a secretary? Well, then let me in there and let me talk to him. You are not getting past these doors. Uh, That's fine. Then I need you to go in there and talk to them for me, please. You see the dwarf, he's getting getting pretty (laughs) angry. And and the human kind of just, like, sneaks inside. (laughs) Listen... You better just walk away. You're really causing a disturbance here, and Mendrick needs his sleep. You start hearing some very not nice words inside the tent. And you can tell it's Mendrick, that he's yelling at this human for bugging him again, and that he should just send that little girl off. Can we hear this? Mendrick is not being quiet. I think... Abby wants to do something, and <laughs> but I think Henley is a um hurt by this in a way like that. The word I am coming up with is offended, but she's not offended. She's just like I'm an official ranger, and he wouldn't even put me on his schedule for you know like what a dirt bag. So she's just like, okay, thank you. Um. I, she's she's not confident enough to 
stand up for herself at this point because she tried and then failed. So, mm-hmm. she's, yeah. So I, we probably would have been in the middle of asking, um, asking Boudreaux over here about the lizard folk that he used to live with, right? And then she's gonna hear the argument and the yelling and him say that little girl, and he's gonna, she's gonna walk right up and say, "That's no way to talk to a lady, sir." And or even see, about a lady. We can hear you out here. You see Mendrick like storm out of the tent. He's like, I do not wish to be bothered. And she is the one out down here bothering me. Why don't you guys just go play soldier somewhere? Now, sir. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. All right, everybody. Hold on. Hold on, Boudreaux. Hold on. I know. You don't like confrontation. And I don't mean to be confrontational. Oh, right. Sir. She asked to be put on your schedule, and this fine gentleman here had, was just checking for that because she would like to get to know you better as an official ranger, and if you really are going to own this place soon, you might want to get to know your allies or those people who can and can't help you that you don't have to hire. I've said my piece. You can do what you want. The lady would like a time. Then we can go. That's all. And he just kind of just evil eyes at you guys. And these heads kind of like bowed down on her. There's like a serious hole in the dirt <laughs> where she was kind of kicking up dirt. Get out of here. And he walks right back in his tent. Can I like run away now after that confrontation? Oh, you can go ahead. Yeah. I'm running. Okay. And I know the city really well. Yes. It is somewhat a little different set up because there's not as as many people as there once was. Okay. But yeah. I just you kind can... of sneak off to the shadows and run. Okay. Oh man. You think she's going to be okay? You do see the human guard like go out there and you can tell he's like oh crap. Type type face. Mm-hmm. And the dwarf, you see then him look at the dwarf and the dwarf look at him and the dwarf just no, shakes his head in disapproval, and the human just kind of bows his head down and kind of slumps in his chair. Um, could either one of us tell, like, the clan of the dwarf or kind of what's going on to get some no, background it, on that it, at all? No, it's can't really so de- nothing determine the that clan. So would be able to do for traditionally or anything like that? Not really. So I'm going to say, I'm sorry if, if we put you out at all, boys. Wasn't our intent. The rangers knew she just wanted to get to know the man a little bit better. We appreciate your time. And you see the dwarf. He's not really paying attention. The the human kind of looks up at you and just puts his head back down. Really no interaction. And then I'm going to turn to Boudreaux and say, I don't know what that little girl's been through. I don't know what she hasn't. That lady has her own things, but eventually I think she'll be okay. Might just want to been around that type before. Might just want to give her a little bit of time. Now, tell me more about this lizard folk, and we're going to be walking, I'm assuming, back up that way. I'm going to go to that hidden cave. Oh, yeah. Uh, Henley had a little spot that she liked to go contemplate, and that was hidden in the one of the crevices of the canyon wall. Okay, that's fine. You walk into that canyon wall, and it doesn't seem like anybody's been there since you have been. Okay, thank you. Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll head to Jakar's returning. 
Roscoe, you see. Boy. <laughs> you see um, Dracarys entering and heading towards the office. Is he coming from like the main gate or? He's coming from the main gate, yes. Okay. Uh, so, you know, do what I do best. And I see Dracarys. I'm going to stop humming the music and stand up straight and look official and stuff and, and just start walking straight towards him, kind of meeting him halfway. So we're not up next to the house or anything like that, but we're kind of off to the side a little bit still where it's not like surrounded by a million people. So Jakaris noticing at your back, he's like, Roscoe, how did it go? We have a problem, sir. My first mission, and I didn't know what to do, so I didn't tell anyone else about it, but there were guys up there and they were guarding the gate and we beat them and, or not the gate, but the lift. And we've got one imprisoned in the, in, in the office back there. And there's this. And, and so I'm going to pull out that letter. Okay. I'm like, I haven't told Bellaran. I haven't told anyone else on the team. I just don't know what to do. I'm still learning. And I'm going to just hand the letter over to him. Okay. So he takes that letter. And, he, and I'm like visibly, like, I don't want to say like scared or anything, but I'm definitely nervous and I don't know. I'm trying to put on a show. Mm. But like, I'm, right. You know, but he. I can handle this, but you're like. He can tell that I'm probably a little, little distressed about the whole situation. And he's definitely picking up on that. Just his tone of, tone of voice and the words you're using. And he's, he's kind of picking up on that. He takes the letter, opens it up, reads it, and then folds it up and hands it back to you. He's like, who else knows about this? Just me. I don't even think the guard inside. I took this off of the the captain leader of the, the gang up there. I doubt the guy inside. He's just a minion. Nobody else knows about this. Do you know by chance what those initials mean? Do you have any ideas? My only guess, especially after the interaction, when we got back, you know, so I kind of fill him in. When we got back, we... We went up to talk to Balaran and, and Mendrick stormed in. Mm. Uh, and just the way he was acting and questioning us and, and stuff and seeing his initials match the initials on this, then I would suspect it's probably him. That's kind of what I was thinking too. Well, let's, let's go talk to everybody else and see what we want to do. Bellerin is probably Bellerin's. I'm aware that something's awry because I changed the story a little bit right in the middle of everyone, and he gave me a weird look, but he rolled with it. So he's not seen the letter, but I think he knows something is up as well. And so he didn't, he backed us 100%. So I don't think he's involved. So I don't know if we want to go talk to him first and. Go. I know everyone's going to be back here shortly to kind of have a group discussion slash interrogation of the prisoner. We all talked about coming back once you got back. We just didn't want to do anything for my request till you got here because I wanted you to know about this first. Bellerin can be trusted if you had any doubts about that. Bellerin is one of the longest people that's lived here. He wants the best for the Hollow. Same thing with Mal, same thing with Willow. They've been here for long time they can be trusted but you're you're absolutely correct to be distrusting to mendrick ever since he's been here it's did you know he's trying to buy the city and the mines i did not yeah that came up in the meeting too i missed that part 
He's talking with some old lady down in Avalon who owns the mines. He's looking at buying the mines and then buying the city, and he basically low-key threatened us to fall in line if we want to stay here. You can see that doesn't make, like, that kind of furiates him a little bit. You see a little bit of sparking. He's like, go go get your crew. Meet me at Bellerin's. Do not let Mendrick know, especially seeing, don't let his guards see you. I have some news of myself. What do you want me to do with the letter? Hold on to it. We'll share it once we all get together. David, what's the sparking mean for... Oh, so it's one of Jakaris's... Side note. Yes. So just for the listeners, Jakaris was a character that I played in the old campaign. Right. Um, and it was something that I kind of came up with that fit the profile for, for the character that he was. Basically, the sparking, in, it happens in his mouth when he starts getting really really frustrated, borderline angry, or he's just over the situation. So it's unfortunately one of his his giveaways that you know he's getting upset or he's triggered, but it's definitely something that I thought would be fun to add to that character, whereas that character just drew over into this campaign. Mm-hmm. DM Dave chose to roll with it. Yep. That's one of his little little ticks. Okay, so I'm going to... I'll salute and, you know, run off. Yep. And you hear somebody walk in and you hear Dracarys greet Bellerin. But we'll wait for that interaction. Lila, Garatha, and Boudreaux, where do you go after after your thing? Well, so we were walking back up this way. And did he actually tell me about the lizard folk? So I'm totally willing to listen about that. Like, mm-hmm. actually shut up and listen to a story that he has. Um, I don't think he would say a whole lot. Only, no. He would only answer questions that you would ask him. Oh, okay. Well, Lila's just trying to get him to talk because she kind of likes him. Gratha does not, but she does. <laughs> We'd probably just wander back up because we had talked about just coming back up afterwards. Kind of going back to the tavern? or To the tavern or up to Bellerin's to see if Dracars is there or not. Okay. Because we had no idea where Henley went. She just took off. And we're not trackers. Right. <laughs> or are Henley, how, how long are you going to... She's probably half hour behind Dracarys uh, getting back. Um, Roscoe, you're able to find Boudreaux and, and Lila if you want to have an interaction. you probably find them back in the tavern. Yeah, my mama, she always made the best gumbo. I loved her gumbo. That's the point. I'll walk through the door. Okay. This is, is here in Gumbo, and I'll see look around. Kind of like a and... heavy sigh, like come from like <sighs> from Lila a little bit. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna walk over to you guys. Hey, uh, Dracarys is back. We need to go talk. All right, let's go. You the boss, boss man. Roscoe. I'll wave to Colin on my way out because I like Colin. Oh, oh, Roscoe, Roscoe, come here, come here, come here, come here. I need help. Um, there's been a lot of demands for your, your Rowdy Roscoe's Delight. Everybody is craving it. You don't mind to have a few mm, moments to help out an old friend? You know my despite towards potatoes, Colin. Yes, but I can't quite get the potatoes the way you do. 
I've tried a few times and they're just like, no, we want Roscoe's. I've got to go to a meeting. I'll come back afterwards. Okay. Okay. If you have some more supplies for me to make some more peach meat. I think we could make an arrangement. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Let's go. Sorry, dear. I should have probably warned you about that earlier. He asked us to find you. I had no idea what you talking about. <laughs> okay, so you guys head up to you, like them. <laughs> you head up to the office house. You enter. Jakaris is there. Fenrir, you're also there. And Jakaris is like, I've heard that there's been a a lot of a lot of new information. But I have some of my own as well. And that is where we're gonna end it for tonight. <laughs> the suspense. Well, hello there. <laughs> Glad you guys made it to the end of the episode. We are so excited to continue this this uh, podcast that we have and so excited to share it with you guys. A big shout out to all of you. You guys have really made this podcast more successful already than I ever thought it could be. And we honestly want to continue to see it grow. So please share us with everybody that you can think of that would like good, wholesome family entertainment and help us grow honestly write us a, a review on itunes or on apple Podcasts. that's one of the best places you can help us grow to be seen by other people give us a five-star review and possibly solemn will give you a shout out also one way you can help out is any podcast form that you guys use you can hit the like button like a little heart or something i know spotify has a heart and i know other podcasts like Castbox, have a little heart on episodes that you can hit, and that also helps us be noticed by other podcasts. And one big overdue shout out to Brian Slater. He reached out to us forever ago about our audio glitching at the beginning of our podcasts with episodes one, two, and three. And he was able to point us in the right direction on how to fix it. Just thank you, Brian. That was really helpful, and hope you're continuing listening and enjoying the program. And of course, we'd like to give a shout out to DA Nichols. She wrote this music for us and for this podcast and all the other music and songs that you hear. She's a wonderful woman, and one way you can show thanks to her for writing our music and stuff is to check out her RPG, Shields of Power, at drivethroughrpg.com. As I mentioned before, thank you guys for all your support and for reaching out to us and talking to us and following us on Instagram and Twitter. Again, those you can find those at tome of the chaos bard on any of those platforms we do have an email at chaosbardpod at gmail.com we are excited to continue this adventure with you guys and as the dm i'm way excited because this is getting to the part where the story is really going to start unfold unfolding and it's been a story i've been wanting to tell for four years but just haven't been able to and now i finally get the chance and i get to share it with you guys which is yeah so exciting my players are in for a real treat and i'm sure they have a lot of treats for me but continue listening as we unroll the scroll to tell the tale bye everyone